Hey everybody, this episode of the R&R&R Show is brought to you by Perk Coffee. And if you'd like to get 15% off your next order, head over to perk.rotto.com. Okay, let's get the show going. And hello, friends. Welcome to the R&R&R Show. I am Ruel Gavula, joined by my co-host, Chris George. Chris, how the heck are you, my friend? You know what? I'm better now that we are going to throw out the entire jury and <laughs> Im- impose our own tyranny upon yes. the Spiel de <laughs> Yeah. And this is, I've been really looking forward to this. Um, this is going to be yeah. a fun list. You know, we, yeah, we do all kinds so of different types of co- topics here. But this one, of course, is very hot right now because they just released the nominees for this year's uh, games. And... You know, my nominee for the best coffee around, by the way, is Perk Coffee, Chris. Did you know that? Tell me about it. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. They're my favorite coffee company. It ever. is delicious. I have been going through this bag of, um, part, I've actually got a couple of bags and this is by far my favorite. I've been going through them like a madman lately. This is the Brazil um, blend. Oh, it's so delicious. I, nice. you know, normally save my coffee drinking for the weekends and have my cup of coffee, do my crossword puzzle and just ease into my Sunday like that. But you know, this coffee is yeah. too good to just uh, uh, share on Sundays. So I drink it, you know, every day of the well, not every day of the week, but a lot of days of the weeks now. And uh, folks, if you're watching one, thank our sponsor, uh, Perk Coffee. Yeah. You can also check out um, perk.rado.com and use the uh, um, special code RRT15 for 15% off your next order, as Richard said in the intro. But hey, yeah. Chris, we've got a show to do. Um, let's talk first about... Our criteria for this. I mean, yeah. did we just pick any game or whatever for these? Uh, how did you go about um, putting together your list? Well, we picked, you and I picked pretty much any game we wanted. And then we realized we were picking for the wrong year. And we had to <laughs> shift all of our lists. That was our first, that was our first foray. Yeah. Uh, because uh, we, uh, both, both Ruel and I were like, okay, 2019, PGG, what came out in 2019? We got to think about what came out in 2018. Uh, So I think that's worth mentioning is that like the 2019 pick likely came out in 2018. Uh, Another thing that we were talking about is that normally for the Spiel des it has to be released in Germany to be eligible Mm -hmm. uh, in in some capacity and in that sort of year. And so that's why you'll see things that have released before come get nominated in different years, etc. We kind of took that out of contention because it's it's a bit too hard to figure out and to to research when exactly they came and were released and yep. that, that sort of uh, is not as accessible. And so we're like, you know what, we'll just go with the year, the correct year after we remade our lists. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then also we were talking about complexity rating too, right? Because mm-hmm. the Spiel Yaris is known, it's supposed to be for family games. It's not the Kenner Spiel. It's the, um, it's just the regular Spiel. Yep. And so, and so we were operating. What was your max complexity? I don't. I didn't look up what my my max complexity was. Yeah. When, when I was looking, I sorted by anything that got to like a two point two. I didn't oh, okay. want to do two. I didn't want to do. I know that there could have been less, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to stretch it a little bit and then make a judgment call on yeah. if it really is that complex or if it feels good for a family. So that's right. that's where I was trying to operate in. 
Yeah, mine uh, was uh, more than like a 2.2. Yeah, I did the same thing, Chris. I was, um, excuse me, I maxed it out to about 2.25, uh, anything up Ooh, until there. And I nice. do want to say, and Richard brought this up, this is a good point. Like, you know, typically family games, you know, you, you do think on the lighter end, but again, families are different. Like, I seriously know one of my gaming buddies, uh, his idea of a family game, like a gateway game, like he, and he's done this with his, uh, like his family. He brought brass yeah. Birmingham to, to the table. I'm like, brass, really? I, I would yeah. never think about Spiel that. Yours. Yeah, totally. No yeah, I was like, okay, cool. So again, families are different. You know, gameplay and abilities are different, but we're going to stick to a, a more general, hey, this is family friendly. And um, we're, we're going to jump it right into it, um, starting with year 2019. And Chris, I'll let you uh, kick things off with your pick for the year. Yeah. Uh, so the the one that did win in 2019, I believe I have the list up here and uh, I might be wrong, but I'm not wrong. I just say that because I get <laughs> nervous and and self-conscious. I know I'm right because I got the list right there. Yes. Anyway, the one that won in 2019 was just one. That was the one that that ended up winning. You can get a sense of the weight. You get a sense of the yeah. of the genre. But for me, this this game blows just one out of the water. Uh, I do not understand why it has oh. not been nominated. It's in a very similar, like trying to communicate with each other in a group. There's two teams. It also knocks code names out of the water for me. Uh, oh. This is, um, oh, you know what? I'm lying to you. That might be my 2020. <laughs> oh, you're lying. Oh, look at this. I got controversy, folks. I got sidetracked with just one. Forget, forget you've heard anything. Okay. Never mind. My my 2019. Yes. Let me let me start again. My 2019 <laughs> is actually the game that I think uh, might be the best one out of my five. We're coming in hot. Okay. I absolutely love this game. I don't own a copy yet, but I need to go out and buy it. This is so accessible. It's so fun. It's got a push your luck mechanic to it. You're drawing mm. things out of a bag. Uh, and you're trying not to explode and draw too many cherry bombs. This yep. is uh, Quacks of Quedlinburg. Nice. It came yeah. out in 2018. So you oh, see, good. you see, my dates were wrong. <laughs> my dates were wrong. Uh, it came oh, out in 2018, so, so it would be eligible for 2019. This game is so good. I just yes. played it for the first time in January because <coughs> I was at okay. Niagara Board Game Weekend, and and when I played it. Uh, I, I was looking through a selection of games, and I was like, oh, I'm happy to play either of these. I'm happy to play Quacks. And the people who I was going to play with, their face lit up, and they're like, oh, we love that game. And nice. I was like, great. <laughs> and and absolutely, I'm on board the same feeling. I It is criminal that this, this is not the winner of 2019. This blows Just One out of the water. This is so much better than Just One. You yeah. might as well take your copy of Just One and set it on fire and put it in a little cherry pot and give yourself ashes to pull from to make your Quacks of Quedlinburg more thematic. That's yes. the only way you should use Just One. Uh, no, I mean, Just One's a fun game. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Quacks of Quedlinburg is, is just so good. It's so simple. It's just so simple. You're building your bag and and like you're pulling out stuff. And you get further along the spiral, and that's how many, how much buying power you have to add more stuff to your to your pot. You get points. It's just so so easy, so accessible, and it's not too punishing either because you have the choice if you bust uh, to get either buying power or points, and so it gives you that option. I I, I think it's uh, I think it's just it's just a gem of a game. So good for families. So easy to pick up. Uh, one that I cannot wait to add to my collection. That's quite Agreed. Agreed. This yeah. is 
so you know you had me at push your luck i mean i love push your luck games michelle and i i talk, one of our favorite genres along with tile lane uh but um yeah. you know as uh, i'll put this back here this is uh richard's run through yeah, a couple yeah. of years ago as you can see each you know um different thing that you're pulling out of the bag has different abilities and so forth and i love that and i do think uh this is a, a good family weight game right it's you know how yeah. how easy is it to just pull something out of a bag and like you know Put it on your little, you know, little pot there, and try to, you know, score points. Um, yeah, yeah it, so good. I always, it, it's funny though. I, I feel like maybe the the name, like when I heard first heard the name Quacks of Quillenburg, I just immediately Agreed. thought it was a game about ducks. Is that am I the only one? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know why, but I didn't know what it was about. But I did yeah. not expect the the. I expected some sort of dry euro. Honestly, I expected Yo, okay. like more yeah. complex. I, I was like, I don't know where Quedlinburg is, but. There's yeah. something that's happening, and it sounds like one of those medieval towns that right. you know is hard to, for people to get into. This is not totally. that; it's just wildly good. Yeah, it's a great choice, Chris. Yeah, 2019. I mean, that is you know for. I mean, it was published in 2018, but 2019. Um, yeah. I, I can't think of a, a better uh, game for that uh, for that year. But I can't think of one game though. Um, one game that other I picked one? for there. Yeah, another <laughs> game. Uh, I think this is a, a wonderful game. Um, you and I are both fans of the good doctor, Reiner Knizia. And we are. for my pick for 2019, the Spiel DRs, uh, I picked um, one of my favorite games of his. It's a light on the lighter end, uh, which I think it's perfect for families, but it is his game Blue Lagoon. Um, a, a wonderful game that, you know, as the good doctor does on a lot of things, uh, he like does iterations of games and uh, there's yeah. his classic game Through the Desert. And he took that and streamlined it and made it more family-friendly and actually teamed up with Blue Orange Games. They do a lot of cool family games, and I think this fits right in with their um, family line of games here. Uh, by the way, this is, uh, you can see Shea Parker here in the corner. He's hanging out with the Brothers Murph. This is a few years ago, their playthrough of, um, of Blue Lagoon. So what you're doing is you're building routes, and, you know... You think of it, I, I like to call, the, this is like Moana the board game, because when you look at it, it yeah. looks like Moana. You've got all the, you know, you know, a very Hawaiian looking theme, and you know, you're just building little boats and stuff. And as you do, you're going to connect the different uh, spots on there. And as you do, you will be, you know, gathering goods. And then what it does, it's really cool, about midway through the game, when you've connected all the uh, different islands and stuff, you take a break and you score things. And as you score everything, you're gonna you're gonna take those pieces off the board, except for the ones on certain sites. Those will remain there because in the second half of the game, you're gonna do the exact same thing. But now that you've had um, you know uh, particular points already set up, you can start like you know connecting the scoring um, options a lot quicker. And oh, it's so good. And this is actually the game I prefer to Through the Desert. I mean, Through the Desert's been well acclaimed, but you know what? Give me Blue Lagoon because I think it plays quicker. Um, it's just, I like the set collection in it. It's easier for families and it's just prettier. Through the Desert's got all the camels and stuff, which is cool, but it's very beige. This one is bright. Yeah. It hits you on the face and it's just, it just screams fun. And that's why it's my choice for 2019 Spill DR's Blue Lagoon. Yeah, it's it's a solid game. I love the colors too in that in that copy. I love the little huts, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one that I don't play that often. It's one that's okay. like it goes back and forth of like being. I'm like I keep it on my collection because it's so pretty and so yeah. and so quick and so fun to play. But it's not one that I end up gravitating towards. It's it's one of those that like I want to play more. Yeah. To justify to make sure like to justify it staying around, right? But yep. yeah, it. Uh, 
it it's 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 a great time. I I do quite enjoy that game. Yeah, Blue Lagoons. I mean, it's you know, it's it's the good doctor. If you don't like it, get rid of it. You could buy one of his other seven hundred games that That's he's created. True, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, let's hear what Richard's got planned for us for his pick of 2019. Take it away, Richard. Okay, so this is going to be fun because for the first time, I've actually gotten Ruel and Chris's entries ahead of time so I can actually comment on them before I tell you what I think is the uh, best gateway game for 2019 and should have gotten the Spiel des Jahres. But before I get to that, the official game that won, just won, is phenomenal. Make no mistake. I definitely think it warrants being put on such a high pedestal. But here's my problem. It doesn't work for two. And it drives me nuts how so often, year after year after year, the uh, Spiel des Jahres judges just completely ignore families that aren't the traditional nuclear unit of, oh, two parents and two kids. What about couples? What about single parents with a single child? They should get Gateway Games nominated for them, too, if there's only two in the household. And just one is phenomenal if you've got four or five or six people to play with. So me personally, I don't think it should get the top spot. The Spiel des Jahres should be for all families. Anyway, though, uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, so while I disagree with that one, well, I totally agree. Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon? Man, Reiner Knizia and Blue Orange Games, they got robbed. This game is such a wonderful, um, you know, fusion of, you know, Reiner Knizia's Through the Desert and uh, games that have, like, multiple phases like Fjords or Santa Cruz. I think it's phenomenal. It definitely deserved a nod, at least, and it totally makes sense you would put it on the list. Chris, we're going to have to agree to disagree because, interestingly... Quaxa Quinlinburg won the Kenner Spiel the year before. And I'm sure the guys have already mentioned that we, um, for doing this list, we could not actually stick to the official Spiel des Jahres rules, that it has to be from mid-year to mid-year published in Germany. We don't know what all that is, so we're just going within the year. But even still, I kind of agree with the uh, judges that Quaxa Quinlinburg... I, for me, I used to, when I was thinking about games that should get the spiel, I would think about my mother-in-law, Nancy. How hard of a time would she have to have w- to learn to play this game? Uh, especially if she were on her own or with a bunch of other, uh, you know, of her friends. Nowadays, I think, does it pass the Mandy Patinkin test? For folks who uh, know what I'm talking about, that old Wingspan video. And honestly, I can't imagine Mandy Patinkin dealing with all the variable special powers that Quacks throws at you. I think... Uh, it's a good next step game, which is why it won the Kenner Spiel. Well, actually, I have my problems with the game as a whole. Folks can go back and watch my original run through. I was actually kind of down on it while everybody else was raving about it. But regardless, um, that's what everybody else said. What do I say should get the number one spot? Why? Our High All, of course, which is such a fantastic polyomino tile laying Tetris game. And I think it would work so well as a gateway because everybody knows Tetris. And this game uh, is much more Tetrisy than pretty much every other polyomino tile laying game out there because of the idea that they come in at the top and you slide them down. And even when they hit the ground, they can still slide left and right, just like classic Tetris. And I think this game is incredibly easy to teach because it has Tetris, but then it throws in a little bit of area majority stuff and a little bit of interaction because players can't rotate their tiles as they're coming down. They have to spend action points to rotate them before they get drafted. And the thing is, when I rotate them, I'm not only changing their orientation,
presentation for me, but for everybody else around the table too. So I think this is a wonderful game that anybody who knows anything about Tetris, and isn't that everybody on the planet now, is going to be able to sit down and instantly be comfortable and yet see that, okay, I thought I knew what Tetris was, but boy, this game does a lot of extra stuff as well. And for me, a Spiel des Jahres game has to open people's minds and make them realize there is more to board games than they think. And I think RIL does it, which is why, for my money, it should have won the 2019. Was it available in Germany? I don't know. I don't care. That's the one I'm picking. Okay, guys, what do you think? So, yeah, I am a huge fan of AHL. And, you know, yeah. when I first joined the channel, uh, Richard and I did this um, list of, you know, uh, hidden gems uh, for, throughout the years. And his choice was AHL. I had never even heard of it. So I tracked down a copy. They were still selling at Pandasaurus. I don't know if it's still available through Pandasaurus, but oh my gosh, this is one of the best Tetris style games out there. And I think it's a perfect family weight game. And Chris, I gotta, I'm, I'm laughing yeah. a little bit because Richard was sort of like giving you a little, uh, a little grief there about your pick. And he did win the Kennerspiel though, uh, the year before apparently. Yeah. So See, it's a good game. I got a lot of issues. I got a lot of issues with Kennerspiel not being <laughs> Spiel because like <laughs> I get the Kennerspiel now exists in order to like prop up more complex games but yeah. for me Quacks isn't Pax, Quacks does pass the Manny Patinkin test if okay, you haven't yeah. seen that Manny Patinkin playing Wingspan he is confused I use it <laughs> I, I put that clip on my channel anytime I can yeah but I really think that Quacks is so accessible because of the the simplicity of the game flow. Yeah, that's all yeah. I'll say about that. Too. I'm gonna make sure I, I, I have would... the last word yes. recorded, Richard. <laughs> that's what we get to do here. Um, no, I would I would tend to agree with you more, Chris, because I do feel it's a little more family weight than um, you know than Mandy Patinkin. I, I feel like he would learn it a lot easier than Wingspan. But yeah. it is a good. I think what Richard said it's it's a good measure of you know what they're trying to do with um, yeah the, yeah uh, for sure field, right. I believe you know so yeah good choice have you played ahl have you even heard of ahl I haven't, no yeah you know what? This... i i think i've heard of it through probably an r&r &R show i feel like yeah. it's been referenced in passing but that's yeah. my only touch point yeah yeah we have uh we've raved about it um plenty of times here uh, my wife michelle the second we played it we instantly loved it and I'll, i can tell i'm gonna give some free advice i'm not one to really give advice to anyone but here's the thing <laughs> pandasaurus if you're listening take ahl just rename it block party and I guarantee you'll, I don't know if you'll, I can't guarantee you'll sell out, but you will sell a lot more yeah. copies because yep. even though I love Ahiel and I understand, you know, it's a Portuguese term for a block party. Why not just call it block party and show those little block. Oh, anyways, uh, it, it's such a good game and I would love yeah. to see it in hand, the hands of more people to, to play. So um, anyways, that's our 2019 picks folks. Let's move on. We're doing all the years up until 2023. Going to throw it back to Chris. He sort of gave a spoiler alert, uh, a little spoiler earlier. But I don't know what you're talking let's about. Let's get back on track here, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me tell you. Now, if you could guess about my my game, I bet you would think it was something that was better than just one and better than code names. Came out, you know, in 2019, going for 2020, and uh, this this is an awesome party game. Yeah. Uh, I I bring it with me anytime I know I'm going to be with a group of non-gamers specifically who I can't bank on being gamers. It's always been a hit, and that's Wavelength. Uh, wavelength mm -hmm. is my yes. is my number number 2020. <laughs> wavelength <laughs> is my choice for 2020. Wavelength is so good. This this I think really embodies the I think why I like Quacks of Quedlinburg the best is that like, okay, fine. It's probably one of the more complex one out of the five. You know how I said it was my favorite out of the five, but yeah. the wavelength I think embodies what 
the spiel is actually about and what they're trying to do with their with their choices, right? Like I I absolutely respect that, uh, and, and I think I do sort of veer to enjoying more complex games. But like mm-hmm. wavelength is so good. Uh, the the whole premise you, you can see uh, right right there. There's that gear. And mm-hmm. so you uh, you have two teams like code names. One person is the spy master. Let's call them that. And they look at where the uh, where the 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 actual point of on the spectrum the clue is, and then they give a clue based upon a range. So if they drew the draw a random card says hot and cold, then they have to pick something in between that range to get their team to turn the dial blindly, so that when it's revealed, you can see if they link up to the same wavelength right you want to get on the same wavelength as your team so if it was all the way on the hot side you might say lava and if it was all the way on the cold side you might say not lava no just kidding um (laughs) you might say like uh the north pole right uh Mm -hmm. but there's all the clues are different uh, aren't that simple like they have those the simple ones in there and it just leads to a lot of laughs and why i think it's better than code names is because at code names you get that discussion of what were you thinking? Oh, at the end of the game, wavelength you get at the end of every round. And so yes. you get to have that conversation and communication and you don't need to hold the poker face for as long because you're constantly cycling who's giving the clues. And I think that just makes uh, for, a, for a much more conversational atmosphere as well. So that's why uh, I think it should have been nominated. I, I'll, I'll talk about this game any day. This is my number one gateway game, I think, for yeah. people who hate games. Like I'll always, I'll always say wavelength. Yeah. So that's why Fan- it's my pick. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic choice, Chris. I love Wavelength and mm-hmm. for the reasons you, yeah. you've talked about. And again, I just to reiterate, I also think this is better than code names. Code names, you know, really, you know, it, it I think it redefined the genre of party games and oh, where yeah. you know more yeah. gamers um, you know, really appreciate code names. But I think Wavelength is that perfect mix of hey, gamers really enjoy this game and non-gamers really enjoy this. And as you said, it's one of those things where every round you're having conversation and isn't that what we're all about about gaming in, in the first place yeah. and uh like you know again just to reiterate what you said it's really does capture the spirit of uh board games and what i think the spiel is trying to do as well is get more you know family style games and get these out there um i've had those moments too in wavelength where it's like you know oh how can you think this is that this much or this is not really hot that's not co- really cold or whatever and you have that midpoint oh uh, always a wonderful time. I, I really enjoyed yeah. this game, yeah. and I don't even think it was like nominated that year, which is was really it? no. Yeah, it was, it was such a shame. It, it should have been um, nominated yeah. at the very least. Yeah, great call, my friend. That's a really good game. Um, let's move on to my pick for 2020. Um, this is the, this one was just a huge hit for me immediately. I, I actually uh, years ago when this uh, in 2020. Um, this was all the rage at Dice Tower West. Um, I remember that's when they had like the release to it. I'd never heard of the game. I saw it there. I was like, I saw the demo. I was like, this is going to be good. And sure enough, it went on to be a big hit. And this is what my pick was for 2020. It's the game. Uh, oops, I just pressed the wrong one. It is the game Tiny Towns. Uh, it's a game by Peter McPherson. Um, it is a wonderful, it's almost like a roll and write um, board, in board game form. Right, so you're drawing, you know, um, resources on placing resources on your ta- um, your uh, board. There, uh, one player is gonna call out, "Hey, I want you know the um, 
a wood uh, resource or brown. So everyone takes a, one of their brown wood pieces and places it anywhere in their little town. And as you do this, you cycle through the different resources. You're trying to build buildings that um, are comprised of Tetris style like looking um, uh, shapes, polyomino shapes. And then when you do that shape, with the right resources, you replace it with one of the buildings. And each building will score differently. They, some of them, you know, want to be next to others. Um, some of them need to be all by themselves. Others need to be fed by a farm. You have to have the farm on board. Oh, there's so many, it's so replayable. And then they've also have expansions to it, but the base game honestly is fine. Uh, I'm, I'm playing this here with uh, my wife and daughter on Tabletop Live Network. We streamed this a couple of years ago. It's a great game to play. Uh, through through the internet if you have zoom or whatever one player just you know you could literally have someone just draw it on a piece of paper that's how easy it is uh, but oh it's so good i it, it could i i wonder I'm, I'm always curious about the development of these games was this considered for a roll and write first i i don't know but it just has that feel of like you know one player like bingo style right one player yeah. calls something everyone puts it on their board or writes it on the board Oh, it's so good. Plays in about 20 to 30 minutes. I have used this personally, um, Chris, at game nights and specifically for my family. And they have loved it. You know, they, uh, you know, my niece and nephew, they were better at it than me. So I never bring it anymore. But um, they were, <laughs> they enjoyed it. They learned it quickly. It was so much fun. And also, at, you know, other game nights for, um, you know, more seasoned uh, gamers, we would use this sort of like as a filler between heavier games. And for me personally, as a solo gamer, it's got a great solo mode too. So um, it's a hit on every level. That's why it's my choice for the spiel in 2020, Tiny Towns. Yeah, it's a good pick. I'll, I'll tell you, I'm, go I'm going away for three months and I was packing a bag and, and maybe interacting with non-gamers and Wavelength was an immediate put in and then Tiny Towns was also an immediate one to put nice. in Nice. Good calls. And then friend. I stuffed Letter Jam in Tiny Towns, which also could have been for. Oh, was that this? Great, great was that also a 2020 game, Letter Jam? Yeah, yeah. I just looked, oh. I was just looking it up. Yeah, yeah 2019. Oh. So it would have been for 2020. Lots of very good nice. Year, yeah. Oh, so 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 good. Uh, so if you're watching us on YouTube, folks, we record this live on Twitch uh, on Tuesdays, and you know we have a lot of cool behind the scenes stories and stuff. And if you want to uh, check the link below for the extended version and hear all about Chris talking about his upcoming trip. But in the meantime, let's move on to Richard and see what he's got for us in the year 2020. Okay, 2020. What won the Spiel des Jahres? Pictures. And you know what I have to say about that since I just ranted about it in the last year. Again, I'm sure it's a lovely experience if you've got a big group of people and therefore... To me, it is invalid because it is not a game for all families out there. And I want games that are. But what did Rel come up with? Tiny Towns. That's one I very seriously considered myself putting on this short list because I love Tiny Towns. Tiny Towns made my top 10 games of the year when it came out, and I've loved all the expansions. I do worry, again, does it pass the Potemkin test? Because you've got all those... Every time you play, what is it? Is it either five or six different totally unique scoring things? And it is great that the game gives you a recommended, hey, the first time you play, choose these particular buildings. I suppose it would work okay, especially because there's no hidden information, right? So it's not like players have to figure anything out on their own. They can work as a group to try and work their way through it. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I was a little on the fence, but it is absolutely phenomenal. And, I mean, if you've got a gamer geek in your life, of course, they'll be able to teach it to you, and it's fantastic. Um, and let's see. Oh, what did Chris uh, go with? Oh, 
wavelength. Okay, which I'm sure is lovely, a good alternative to pictures, but again, more of a party game, so it doesn't work for me. So, so far, Chris, you're 0 for 2. But what did I think was uh, the uh, winner, or should have been anyway? Ticket to Ride London. Now, Ticket to Ride is widely regarded as the go-to gateway game for very good reason. Simple, rummy card collection, and then spending them to get trains on the board just works perfectly. Um, it you know it deserves its spot uh, as a classic gateway. But for my money, Ticket to Ride London improves on Ticket to Ride in every possible way. One, because it's a 20-minute game instead of an hour-plus long game. And if I'm sitting down, or if people are trying to learn a game for the first time, I think it's better to get them in, get them to the exciting stuff, fast, 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 and kind of get them hooked in. What? The game's over? Set it up. We're going again. I don't know if that necessarily happens with full um, Ticket to Ride, but the Ticket to Ride London, uh, you know, which is part of a series of smaller, quick filler Ticket to Rides, does a, a better job. London, I think, is the best of the ones that have come out as a gateway because it adds one extra little thing. That idea of borough bonuses that is so so simple and easy to understand because you can see it right there on the board and everybody instantly understands. So this is actually better at um, gatewaying than the greatest gateway of all time, as far as I'm concerned, which is why Ticket to Ride London uh, is my pick for the game that should have won the Spiel des Jahres that year. So you're over two, Chris. Are you coming for me, Richard? Nah, <laughs> you can play wavelength two players. Come on, you got on the same wavelength. You see if you can get it. It's you play it just like uh, just like Codename Duet. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, easy peasy. You know, just it, you just need to broaden your mind a little bit, Richard. There that's it is. All, yeah. really. <laughs> you know, now that you just mentioned, I want to see wavelength duet. You could totally do wavelength duet. Why oh, not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, it's just because wavelength is so incredible in its in its complete package that you could just apply the rules to the already existing product, <laughs> and they wouldn't even have to sell you more. Right? Again, sure. speaking to why it should have won the Spiel des Jahres, exactly. Nice. Um, now, I I like Richard Choice here, though. Um, you know, Ticket yeah. to Ride London is, uh, I think it's, <laughs> there's like a few of them, right? Like, as you mentioned, the smaller box games and, you know, Ticket to Ride, the original, that's the one that really solidified my love for this hobby, Chris. Um, you know, I had gotten in through, through Pandemic, sort of like Richard, yeah. but when Michelle, my uh, wife, uh, joined me for Ticket to Ride, that was like, okay, instant, like, oh, we're playing this every night for a week straight, you yeah. know, and that's yeah. really when it, I, I fell in love with the hobby and, you know, brought my wife and also our daughter, you know, she played it. So if I would have had Ticket to Ride London back then, though, I definitely would have picked that because it's just shorter and it has everything you want in Ticket to Ride in a much more condensed package. So, See, I yeah. Think it's, it's interesting, too, because if it may be, maybe the, the length of the original Ticket to Ride is what helps it be a gateway right it helps people get into it and, oh, and know yeah. that they can last for longer than that their attention span can be held for for that amount of time and having it at that 20 minutes is just more in that sort of like filler category i don't know my oh. I, ticket to ride was how my parents got into the board gaming hobby as well like i introduced them to ticket to ride and they just loved it so yeah. like it passes the it passes the the Chris George parents test. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple of tests, folks. We got the Patinkin yeah. test. We got Chris George's parents <laughs> test. Um, you know, yeah. now that you say it, and I, I think that's there's something to be said for having that longer, bigger map because I know when I put that map down on the board, the the original, the the U.S. or at least for us, the big U.S. Uh, yeah. slash Canada map. I mean, that really draws people to the table. It's like, whoa, look at that. That thing is beautiful. And you've got all these trains everywhere. I mean, it just looks awesome. And I think that really does draw people into it, you know, when you're out yeah. there. So, yeah. 
Okay. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Seems um, like that's, Richard's over too. I know, uh, Richard's. <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's. That's uh, 2021 uh, or 2020. Yeah. So let's move on to 2021. Uh, Chris, we'll let you kick things off. Oh yeah, Richard's gonna hate this one too. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but th- this one, this one, honestly, I, is my sort of. Uh, I'm least sure of micro macro one in 2021. I was just looking at the list. I'm fairly certain, and so like, I think that's actually a pretty a pretty interesting one to win it. Uh, this one is also kind of in that in that really interesting game realm. I played it also in January for the first time, and and, and honestly, this one was me trying to coincide with um, the spiel's criteria the most. Okay. I was like, okay, I, I'm really trying to scale down the complexity here. I'm really trying to think in what has previously won for this pick. So I was like, okay, I got I to gotta do at least one so that when my last one is too complex and would not pass the Manny Patinkin test, <laughs> I already know, uh, I, I've got that as a pass. I have this as, you know, my, my 2021. Uh, and so this one is a very simple game. It deals all with colors. So if you're colorblind, this game is not accessible to you at all. You cannot buy it. Also potential white, you know, maybe, maybe it could be nominated, but I think it's got that interesting um, complexity to it. And I think this is one that could hit with a lot of families that a lot of regular board games don't hit with. I've seen this one be, it's called Hughes, Hughes and clues. I'll say the name so we can get a, we can get a picture of of it. Hughes and Um, Hughes and Q's. That's what I said. Yes. <laughs> don't don't rewind. <laughs> you hear me say something different. Um, <laughs> uh, so you'll see there's this big spectrum of color there, that spectrum of color board. And, and the whole, it plays a little bit like Dixit, if you're familiar. I'll have a clue in my hand and, and I'll have four choices of color. And then I will pick a one word clue in order to say which, where to put the, uh, the, the token. This is the thing that I'm thinking of. Maybe I'll say lemon, or maybe I'll say mustard, or maybe I'll say uh, despair, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll say one word, and then you have to put your token, your piece, on whatever square you think is the color that I'm trying to convey. And then I'll give another two-word clue, and you've got another piece. And then I put down this like little grid, and if you're anywhere within this grid, you get a point. So it's like trying to hone in on... The colors, is, it's kind of similar to like concept. It's kind of like Codenames-esque, you know, wavelength style in that in that same genre. Uh, and the reason I decided to opt to put this one on is because uh, there's a friend of mine who's a huge board gamer, uh, board game designer, actually. And then his partner 
isn't really huge on board games at all. His partner just kind of comes around. He he's not like he's not like th- that interested. You know, he he kind of tolerates board gaming because <laughs> because his husband is so is so into it, right? Uh, but but when he played this game, he he like loved it and like lit up. And I think I I think this is gonna like really appeal to that the people who don't enjoy games, right? I think this is an easy family game to pull out. I think this is, it, it's really easy to teach, get on board. And so that's why I decided to to put this as my, as my 2021 trying to go. This is the closest to, I think the actual spiel criteria. Uh, yeah. And, and it, it kind of surprises me. Maybe it wasn't released in Germany, but it, it surprises me that, it, that it wasn't, you know, a contender or shortlist just because of its, because of its simplicity. And because I saw like the effect of a game that like i've never seen him him experience before he's like yeah this is nice like this i like this one you know yeah. and so from like that experience that's why i wanted to to, to give this one a shout out yeah uh, i think this yeah could have easily you know again i think it hits all the criteria for a, a spiel yeah. uh winner um you know family friendly very very simple i mean you could you teach this game in like less than two minutes right it's it's oh, super yeah. easy so easy um, yeah. The one thing I, I will say, so I'm red, green, colorblind, Chris. And when I heard about this game, I was like, yeah, th- this is a no-go. I will never play this. Right. Even though I'm, I, I'm an Omni-gamer, I try to give everything a shot. I'll, I'll play anything. Yeah. So in true, you know, as a true Omni-gamer, I said, you know, what kind of Omni-gamer am I to just shut any kind of game out like that? So I gave it a shot. It actually worked. It worked. And here's really? why. Here's why. Even though the colors are, you know, they, they're they they're pretty rough for me. Um, You know, my yeah. eyes... Red, green, I have problems with, and blue, purple as well. So what I did, I sort of like, you know, before the game even started, Michelle, I said, okay, where are the green, where, show me where green, red, and everything is on the board. And then yeah. from that point on, I have a reference point. And then, you know, I can play the game normally. So, you know, she would say the word could be like lime, lime green, right? So right. it throws a really interesting uh, uh, twist because now you've got to think, what does Ruel think green looks like? He, we know he's colorblind. You know, yeah, is yeah. it going to be a little more red or whatever? So it right. may not be for everyone. I can't recommend that for everyone because it, it is going to put right. you on the spot. You know, if, if you're sure. new to a group, I can see how that might be a little socially awkward or just stressful. But for me, I was able to play with my family a few times. And I actually played um, when the game came out with the BGG crew. We did a live stream of it. And, uh, you know, I let them know ahead of time, hey, y'all, here's my color uh, range. This is what's going to happen. But had a good time it was fun um cool. you have to be able to laugh at yourself as well it's like yeah. oh yeah i think this green looks totally like this oh obviously it's not <laughs> green but um i still had a fun time with it and uh yeah. so yeah it, it, probably not my first choice as a colorblind player but definitely playable and and fun yeah okay so cool. speaking of fun we got another one for 2021 uh this is my choice and um i i was thrilled to include this on in the list because it's been one of my favorite games since it came out a couple of years ago, and I'm just going to cut to the chase. It is Project L. Uh, this, this game was, is a tile-laying game. Yeah, I absolutely love, love, love this game. I did a run-through of the solo game using the Finesse expansion here on the Rotter Runs-Through channel. However, the base game by itself is excellent. You can it's And that's the game I'm basing... Uh, the criteria of a spiel winner. You can totally bring some family uh, gathering and hey, it looks like Tetris and the components are fantastic. So again, you put this on the table, play, ooh, this looks like Tetris. Like, yeah, it's a little like Tetris. What we're doing is, you know, you don't have to say this term, but engine building, you could just say, hey, as you complete puzzles, you're going to get more pieces. Use those pieces to complete more puzzles for more points. Um, And the finesse expansion really, I mean, 
you know, we're all here on the Rod and Run Through channel. We like things a little more, you know, uh, deeper, complex. I would highly recommend the, um, the Finesse expansion. However, for the purpose of this list, I think the base game is awesome. And I think it should have won the spiel this year. Um, played it with all ranges of gamers and all the new gamers I've taught this game to have picked it up with, you know, within a couple of minutes. I mean, all you have to do is say, here, hand out the pieces, the little puzzles. Hey, we're going to complete these puzzles. And as you go, you have this, you know, player aid. It explains everything on the player aid. And I love that. I wish more yeah. games should do that. I think, honestly, that should be a criteria for the spiel, Chris, is like you have to have a good player aid in your game. I honestly believe that because yeah. it helps tremendously. It gets the tape, the game played. Uh, people don't have to stress over remembering all the rules because they're right there on the player aid. Uh, and, you know, Project L is a perfect example of that. You know, build the puzzles. Um, as you complete the puzzles, you get your pieces, you get more pieces, you get more points, and then when you complete a certain number of them, the game is over, and you count the points, and most points wins. I mean, if that's not a spiel winner, I don't know what is. That's why it's our choice for, my choice for 2021, Project yeah. L. Yeah, I mean, great choice. This was, honestly, I was between Project L and Hughes and Cues. And, nice. and like, I, I, you know, I think it's a great choice. I think it's so surprising to me that it wasn't, I don't even think it was nominated. It so, wasn't, yeah. Like, it, yeah, just so, so efficient. You know, it hits in that same way that Splendor does. But but in yes. a in a diff, like in a different way. But that's so satisfying. Yeah, really fun. Quite enjoyed. Quite enjoyed playing it too. Agreed. Okay, let's see what Richard's got for twenty twenty one. Okay, twenty twenty one, and it looks like the official winner that year was Micro Macro Crime City, which I gotta be honest, really surprises the heck out of me because well one. It's not really a board game. It's more of just kind of a shared activity. It's kind of more like, hey, let's everybody get around together and do a big you know, communal crossword puzzle, except we're solving crimes. So, I mean, that's fine. And, you know, it's, it's, it is a fun activity. I have played it with Jen. But I don't think that's something that leads people to say, wow, board gaming, who knew? I mean, it doesn't even feel like a board game. Um, but more to the point... I mean, again, if this is supposed to be for families, including maybe folks with young kids, I mean, there's a there's there's a case where you're literally tracking down a serial killer that's driving around in a van abducting people. And there's like nudity in the game. And I think that might come as a bit of a surprise for some parents who were just expecting to have a fun time with their kids. So that one always kind of surprised me that it made the top because it's not a game and it's not necessarily for all families. Of course, play people have no problem with it. So anyway, that was the official one. Ruel, once again, I think you nailed it. Project L is a fantastic alternate board game take on um, Tetris. I don't think it's as good as what was the best from 2019, R.I.L., but it is very very good. I mean, your run-through that you did for the channel really proves it. I think that one certainly deserved uh, consideration. Chris, once again, we will have to agree to disagree because Hughes and Cues is another party game. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, obviously, they're fun experiences, but ah, anyway, I've, I've, I've spoken on that. Regardless, what do I think uh, took the top nod or should have? Truffle Shuffle. Um, from Flat Out Games, you know, and they've had some really big hits on their hands. And this one didn't get quite as much attention, but I think it's one of their best. A very simple card drafting game. You can teach the entirety of the rules to this in like one paragraph. I mean, it's basically on your turn. Draft a card or score your cards. That's it. It does require people being familiar with the basics of poker hands, but it has a very nice player aid that some 
sums all that up for um, you know maybe kids who don't know their way around a full house, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the important thing is this is such a fun communal drafting game because you can see half of the cards are uh, face down and they're a gamble what you're going to get, and the other ones are uh, face up. And as you uh, dig your way deeper into the pyramid, more and more stuff gets revealed. And the thing is, you're trying to save up to score really big, powerful hands, and sometimes you can get some special powers that let you jump around to help with that. But if a given triangle, because you're going to play through three full pyramids of this game, if a given pyramid gets completely emptied out um, before you've scored, you end up losing a lot of your cards. So there's this whole push your luck. Maybe what I need is in one of those hidden things on the top row. I just got to hold on a little bit longer. And will I have time to score this if it's not? Should I just you know cash in my chips now or risk it all? It's really fun. Uh, really, really great game. Deserves a lot more attention than it got. Um, and it's kind of a bummer that uh, you know it's been kind of forgotten. Truffle Shuffle. So apparently it's pick on Chris Day today here on the RR show. Chris, you're being picked on by the man himself. No, no, I'm fine with it. No, I, I mean I knew I knew it was gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, honestly, I think the colorblind thing is is worse. Like because if you want it to be accessible, like I, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad it hit with you. But um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. He's, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, Richard's got his taste. We all know uh, know his yeah. taste for games. Um, I feel like uh, as far as Truffle Shuffle is concerned, I really like yeah. that game. I think it's fantastic. I believe it might have been. I and I'm not sure about the dates here, but I have a feeling it was overshadowed by Point Salad which I think mm. is more of a spiel winner than Truffle Shuffle. Now, Truffle Shuffle is wonderful, but I think they were they came out around the same time. They're also both by Flat Out Games and then went over to AEG. So I believe that it, that's why it sort of got lost in the Truffle Shuffle. See what I did there? Yeah, um, well done. So Very well done. I, I believe that might be part of the reason why it didn't hit as, as, as big as it did. So... Um, yeah. Anyways, dang, oh, yeah. oh for three for Richard then. That's, yeah, that's oh for three for Richard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why don't we move on to uh, what do we got? Twenty twenty two. Oh, there it is. Yes, white salad. Such a wonderful game. <laughs> Let's move on twenty twenty two and find out what um, Rich is going to pick on Chris next here. That's true. Twenty twenty two. What the winner? The winner of twenty twenty two is is a friggin' great game. Uh, it's probably my favorite out of out of their five out of the five years that we're covering. Uh, Cascadia won oh, in twenty twenty two. Love that game, and yeah. and it's really good. It's like it, this right above my head here too. I, look, I can reach. I've got yes. it. I've got it within my. There we go. I've got it within my so grasp. Um, Cascadia. This one. This one was hard. Like. I honestly might have just been like, "Hey, let's make Cascadia the winner." I agree, you know. Uh, it's it's re- it's a just a really good game. It's a new addition to the World Series of board gaming this year. Like it, it's just so fun. At all player counts as well, two to four, it just works. Um, but mine is also great, and I'm taking the stance it is better. So get out of here, Cascadia, <laughs> because we got a new sheriff in town, and that is emblematic of something created over the pandemic to make sure that millions of people could play with each other, a print and play, um, a roll and write accessible with different, with a lot of variations, a great price point. Uh, This is rolling realms. Mm -hmm. Rolling realms is my pick for, for uh, spiel for 2022. This game is just, it's, it just works. It's slick. It's quick. It it does the trick. 
Um, uh, it doesn't give you the ick, but uh, <laughs> you, you know, it makes you want to flick your cards in the. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm keep it going. It. Keep it going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, that's all. That's all I'm thinking of. Uh, you know, if it were a candle, it would immediately light the wick. No. Yes. Bad um, uh, now, Rolling Realms, it, it just is you get three cards and those three cards will interact with each other in a different way. And you roll you roll two dice and you can use those numbers on the cards. You use one on one, one on the other, and you try to chain something into the other. And each each uh, card has its own scoring condition and each card gives you bonuses in a different way. So the way they mix and match together just works. It's such a good filler a lot of variability and also a lovely price point. So it, it hits kind of all those bars for me. Uh, it, it really, it really blew me away in terms of um, how it works. Probably won't be accessible enough for uh, for somebody later on. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to get dethroned from the spiel or how it's going to be ineligible. But I know it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, but even still, I'm sticking with my guns. Nice. And it's, uh, yeah, Rolling Realms is my is my pick for, um, for 2022. Yeah, uh, a wonderful game. And uh, just, uh, folks, you can see our run through here on the Rado uh, uh, channel. Um, we actually played it, uh, Richard and I, and you can play along with us if you have a copy of the game, or you can download a, a playable sheet, because all you do is, you know, write down the dice uh, that yeah. have been rolled. So, you know, this one, Chris, now I may lean towards Richard's side here, um, because of one Too thing. Too complicated? It, it is pretty complicated. I feel like the basic mechanisms yeah. are easy. Roll dice and write it on the sheet. But as far as, like, knowing what to do and yeah you know okay here it is i'm gonna tell you i'll do it for one reason decimal points like the decimal points for the uh extra stuff you get that's like i feel like that's a bit much for any gamer when you start right. throwing decimal points around like whoa what i have two extra resources point two now what's going on but yeah i mean a wonderful game i think you're right as far as like learning it's like just roll and write numbers that that's it and then being able to use the different um, cards and, you know, so far, I think it's great. Um, but I feel like that this one, it's such an homage to Stonemaier Games. And to be a yeah. gamer and to get all of those, like, references, like, oh, this is the Wingspan card and this is the, you know, um, you know. That's true. Uh, it's very side niche, things. Yeah. So it's very, yeah, very gamey and stuff. But, I mean, if they would have won the spiel, I would not have complained. It's a wonderful game. One of my favorite rolling <laughs> rights. So um, let's move on to mine, and let, maybe you can complain about mine pick. next. <laughs> yeah, I would never. I'm saving that. I'm saving my complaints. Saving <laughs> <laughs> you hit me when I'm not ready for it. Um, <laughs> this one, uh, this one snuck up on me uh, this year in in 2022. I had I'd heard about this game. I saw it on Kickstarter, and it looked really pretty. Um, and I, I thought, okay, yeah, this will be a cool game or whatever. And but I, I didn't really think it would as spiel material until I actually played it. Um, I played yeah. it and instantly I was like, okay, this is a winner. This is so good. Um, this is from 2022. This is what I thought should have won. The game Canvas. Um, you are using mm. these uh, clear. Uh, if you've played Mystic Veil, these are the same type of things where you card craft, right? So it's these transparencies that you place on uh, in these sleeves, and what you're doing is you're putting together your own canvas. This art, this artistic, you know, rendition of you know a, a canvas. I mean, it's beautiful. One of the prettiest games you'll see out there. And I think it surprised me because when I heard about it, I was like, okay, the theme seems interesting. I just assumed it was going to be like Mystic Veil. 
card crafting where it's a little it can get a little complicated as far as like yeah. fighting your combos and everything no this is literally set collection all you're doing is collecting sets of different um uh, items and colors and so forth and placing them and trying to meet certain win conditions it is a gateway game through and through and i, I gotta be honest I, I need to track down a copy of this because i know uh my wife michelle would love it and i've showed her the game and she's like oh well, do we have a copy of canvas yet? i was like oh no not yet i, I need to get on that but it's perfect for families. Uh, again, that family weight game, gateway style game. Um, the set collection is easy to figure out, and it's just fun. It, it's just seriously, it's just cool to be putting those yeah. sleeves into the cards and seeing it develop. Because at the end of the game, uh, let me go back to the video here. Towards the end of the game, yeah. when you have you know your uh, paintings, I mean they literally look like paintings uh, in there. As you can see, Richard's starting to develop his uh, little canvas there. It's so, it's so much fun. I, I really enjoy this. That's why it's my pick for 2022, Canvas. Yeah, great pick. In terms of like games also that encompass, you know, the whole package. The fact that you can hang it on your wall as a piece of art, yeah. like that's, it's designed, there's a little yeah. hole in the back. I think just like that, that alone deserves some recognition. It, it totally does. I mean, that's it's so yeah. neat. And it's, I mean, it's beautiful too. It's not, it doesn't say, it just, it's seriously just the picture of folks or the painting. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And just to back up a little bit, Chris, I agree. Cascadia, that was the winner this year. I mean, that to me yeah. blew everything out of the water. I think that's yeah. like one of the best games I've played, like just overall in the last five years, not just for 2022. It's, it's a yeah. wonderful game. It's and, really um, solid. Yeah. And one more backing up, I, I just hit. It just occurred to me. Um, I think Richard talked about micro macro the year before. I yeah. also was sort of surprised by that pick for the spiel because it's of how graphic exciting. it could be. And you know, Richard touched upon that. That was a really interesting choice uh, that they made. So just wanted to shout hey, out that before you we gotta, put... you got to learn about serial killers at, at some point. <laughs> you right. might as well do it as a family when you're five. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, let's hear what Richard's got on tap for 2022. All right, folks, 2022 and the official Spiel des Jahres winner this year again blew my mind and made no sense to me because it was Cascadia. And don't get me wrong, Cascadia is a phenomenal design, one of the best in years. The entwined uh, tile drafting is just superb, absolutely amazing stuff. But to me, it feels like a canter spiel. Every time you play, you've got um, uh, four, five different unique scoring things, and some of them can be relatively complex. I mean, again, I guess this is a bit better because it's all open information. There's no hidden information, so players can kind of help each other through. What does this mean? What does that mean? How, how am I supposed to score bears this game? Because it's so different than the last game. So I, I guess, and it's certainly pretty and wonderful and charming and a beautiful game, but honestly, I always felt it was more Kenner weight. But hey, what do I know? I'm not a judge, uh, but I will now judge Ruel, who called for Canvas, and me. That makes no sense that that one didn't win. I think it got the nomination, and it totally deserved the win. A really wonderful game um, that has a great gimmick of using transparent tiles to lay them on top of each other. Not tiles, cards. Uh, I think everybody knows Canvas, so I don't have to go into it too terribly much. I think that's a great potential one. And Chris, Rolling Realms. Okay. This is maybe uh, in my top three rolling rights of all time, and I think it's great, but that's as a gamer geek. I would worry about Mandy Patinkin once more. Uh, you know, Just by the time I figured out how these three cards work, okay, now we're going to throw them away, Mandy, and you got to start over, and you got to learn three completely different ones over the course of the game. You play nine different games, all of them with different um, you know, rules. I mean, it's gone, shown, clever, taken, you know, cubed which I know is a separate game, and I worry that that would be a bit much 
too. Uh, but uh, regardless, uh, what do I think? Well, I'm glad you asked. To me, I would have given it to Savannah Park from uh, Kramer and Kiesling. Uh, such an amazingly sweet, simple, elegant, and very, very compelling uh, tile-laying game. Although not tile-laying, it's tile-swapping. You start out the game with all your tiles already laid, and every turn you or one of your opponents is going to pick one tile that must be picked up from where it is and moved to a different spot, and then flipped over so it's locked in place. And so what we're trying to do is get all of our savannah critters together, all the giraffes together with watering holes, all the elephants together with watering holes, all the hippos together with watering holes, and it is, again, rules that you could teach somebody in you know uh, in, in in less than two minutes, and everybody would know everything they need to play, and everybody can be up and running very quickly, making smart, informed decisions. And as the game goes on, and the noose gets tighter, and things get more and more exciting, it's it is phenomenal. I guess it's got a sequel that's just now coming out or just recently came out called Caldera Park. I haven't played that yet. Uh, the interesting thing is apparently it tries to ratchet down the tension. It's much more easygoing while at the same time introducing more rules. I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm looking forward to trying it because I think Savannah Park is fantastic and um, you know one of the greatest uh, gateway games to come out in the last five years, which is what this list is. Okay, back to you guys. Yeah, Savannah Park, it's really good and Chris, I, I just, we, I, I guess, my friend, <laughs> you have been the one, you have been the one for me. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. <laughs> Sorry. So, are we back? Are we back? Okay, we're back. <laughs> Sorry, we're back. We're back. Okay, oh my cool. gosh. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel like Richard and I have just Vulcan mind melded. We're just on the same. We're on the same <laughs> wavelength as a certain game was called a few a few yeah. minutes ago, but. Sounds like a pretty good nominee, if you ask right? me. Right? Yeah. Um, but Savannah Park is a, is an awesome choice. Yeah. I I don't know why that game didn't take off. I, when, you know, you saw the video there, uh, Richard and I played it uh, live here on Twitch uh, a couple of years ago, or a year ago, and it was wonderful. And I love that game. And it even has a cool solo mode. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know what? I do have to say this. He had mentioned Cascadia about being a little too complex. I'm going to disagree with Richard here because there's a family variant built into that game. You don't have yeah. to use those all different different cards. They have an actual card that says, hey, when you're either a first time or family variant, use this. It's super simple to score. That's all you do. Yeah. And so Cascadia actually hits for not only the Spiel des Jahres, but also the Kennerspiel, so in my opinion. So, Chris, I got your back on this one, man. Oh, for four. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you been able to play uh, Savannah Park, Chris? Have you played that before? I, I think why Savannah Park didn't get uh, w widely noticed is because I think everybody was just too busy playing Rolling Realms. I think that's <laughs> probably why <laughs> that it could was. be. It. No, I haven't. I haven't played it. I haven't played it. But it, you know, it seems all right. Yeah, <laughs> there were a lot of people who played Rolling Realms. That's right. <laughs> okay. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's move on to 2023. So these are the games that we would pick for the um, Spiel des Jahres. Uh, Chris, let's, uh, are we going to go 0 for 5, my friend? I think we're going 0 for 5. <laughs> I feel fairly confident we're going 0 for 5, but I don't care. This is my list and I like it. And I yes. want to give these games some shout outs. Uh, I was torn. Uh, I was torn between between two on this. I have a feeling my, my other one might be somebody else's pick. But uh, so kind of wish I'd picked that might have gotten some support, but um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to pick uh, this is a game that I, I saw because when I was thinking about this one, I was like, oh, I wonder what people are, are guessing about uh, the, the nominees for um, for 2023. Are, we don't know what's going to win, but mm-hmm. I, I think Dorf Romantic is going to win just because I, I think that's just the, the funniest name. So uh, so that's <laughs> why I want to win. Uh, but this one this one is like the definition of cute art style. This is the definition of like getting people in, uh, bringing them in from external factors. And I think that's pretty huge and important nowadays uh, to like creating that genre. And so I think it, it might be a, a little bit on the complexity level because there's a few moving parts going on. There's sort of five different types of actions you can do. And and, and I can see how it might be counterspiel material. But for me, it's like, I don't know. I, I I want the spiel to be. I've always wanted the spiel to be a little bit more complex. I don't think it's more complex than Cascadia. You know what I mean? And and yep. so I was using kind of Cascadia as my bar and, and is my existing bar for for that. Um, bringing it to sort of non gamers and I and I've seen a lot a lot of people interested in this one is Flamecraft. Yeah, Flamecraft is my pick. Flamecraft has gotten so much buzz, and I think rightfully so because it is uh, cute. And it draws people in, but it, it is also really quick. Uh, it's a lot quicker than I was expecting it to. And it's one of those games where you're just drowning in resources all the time. And so, sure, it's, uh, it's, it's tough when you're like, oh, what should I do? I have choices in a game, and I don't like that. It's too complicated. But, uh, <laughs> it, you, you know, when you, when you make any move, you're going to get a bunch of stuff. And so because of that, you, it, it isn't like punishing ever. It's just more about that efficiency, right? And if you, if you want to play at like a really optimized level, there might be a lot of AP. But I think it's more one where it's just, yeah, throw the dragons down, enjoy the cute art, drown in resources, and just keep that, that thing moving forward. I think it's a really good game. I uh, quite enjoyed playing it. And uh, it's one that, that I think is easy to grab people because of how well and beautifully designed it is from from a graphic design yeah i i agree and i think that's a really important thing to remember is you know as spiel winners you know we're trying to get more uh you know families to the table and a game like flamecraft i think i i agree with you chris it does that in spades because of the graphic design alone yeah. i mean you see that on the table it's like oh i want to play that and then mm-hmm. there's, just, there's just something i i like the positive feedback of a game where like each turn i'm getting a lot of stuff this is cool yeah. right 
And like, yeah. I want to do, okay, what can I do? Maybe, yeah, I would say it's no more complex than Cascadia, right? And, you know, this is something where I'm getting a ton of stuff like, oh, what can I do? You may not play it optimally the first, you know, time or two or whatever, yeah. but that's, you know, hey, it's it's a wonderful game, and I think it's a great choice for um, a Shield yeah. Jars winner. So um, I'm sure Richard will agree, uh, disagree with you, but hey, we'll worry <laughs> sure about that will. in a few minutes. I feel, yeah. Honestly, I hope so. If he agrees at this point, he's going to lose all credibility, right? <laughs> So, just warning, warning, yeah. uh, video Richard, yeah, on the spot, <laughs> video Richard. <laughs> okay, twenty twenty three. Um, you know, this is my pick for it. Um, I'm picking something that is super, super mainstream. Like literally, you could go to any big box store and you'll find this game there, Chris. And um, I, for me, it's been a revelation. Um, it is. And a very, you know, popular um, uh, company that's coming out with games called Exploding Kittens, if y'all ever heard that. And they they produce nothing but gateway games, literally super simple games because they, you know, yeah. like maybe two or three rules at most. Uh, but my choice for Spiel uh, for 2023 is a game called Mantis. Uh, this is based on the um, comic The Oatmeal. If you read The Oatmeal, Matthew Inman's been doing it for years and he he proclaimed his love of the mantis shrimp many years ago through a series of funny comics. And this game is based on the mantis shrimp. Um, they're super colorful. And what this game is, it's a push your luck set collection game. Uh, Michelle and I played it on my channel. This will play through here. Basically, you're looking at a deck of cards. And the deck of cards on the back will have three different colors. And for those of you like me who have colorblind uh, issues, the, the colors are all uh, coordinated with different icons. So of those three colors, you're going to name one of those. Like you think you're going to say, okay, I think this is going to be a blue one. You flip over the card. If it's a blue, it goes to your score pile or to your tableau. And then you're going to score those, um, you know, if you guess, guess the correct color. If it is not, it goes to your opponent, and then your opponent collects it, and then it's their turn. It's a really simple back and forth. Uh, you can play, I think it's two to four players, and uh, you just name colors and try to, um, you know, collect those by, you know, guessing what color it is. It's super simple, but what's fun is, like, you you have a choice. There's the real, the real decision this point, a decision point in this game, is am I going to try to collect my own, or there's an option where you can try to um, grab one of your uh, opponent's um, colors uh, by naming, it's like, you know what, I'm going to try to guess one of Michelle's here, so I think I'm going to do this, and I can steal that from Michelle. So this is not a game for the the shy or, or the meek, I mean, it is a lot of take that, but you know, for gateway games, it plays in 10, 15 minutes, it's so fast, it never feels mean, and that's the thing, like, I, I know Richard probably won't like this game, because it is in your face, and you're taking cards from each other, but it never feels mean, and it's so quick, it's super easy, it seriously has two or three rules to it, and it's a fun cool. uh, gateway game, and it's called Mantis, folks, by Exploding Kittens, that's my choice for the spiel this year. Nice, cool okay. pick. Yeah, I yeah. hadn't heard of it. Yeah. But they make, they that's their you know that's their weight right they want to make sure that their games are mass are mass yep. market are, are it's mass market yeah so yeah okay. yeah all right let's uh let's hear what let's hear how richard's going to disagree with us here uh chris <laughs> coming up right now richard take it away oh that's i totally pressed the wrong button let's uh Honestly, retake i that. like it better that way yeah i, I do. do too <laughs> okay uh richard take it away 
All right, here we are, 2023, this very year. Well, first of all, let me just say up front, I'm embarrassed. I have not played any of the nominees since we don't know who the winners are yet. What are they? Uh, Next Station London, Fun Facts, and Dorfromatic, the board game. Now, of those three, probably the one I personally want to play the most is Next Station London because I love rolling rights and it looks like a really sharp design. But honestly, all things being equal, the one I'm hoping wins is Dorfromatic because... The world needs more gateway co-op games. What is up? I do not understand why publishers don't look more often to the amazing smash success of Forbidden Island, a true gateway game that is a co-op. If you want games that get families together um, and make them want to come back and play more, how about games where they're not trying to beat each other but working together towards a common enemy? Um, you know, That's something I think most people don't understand board gaming offers. Everybody thinks, oh, it's all about sorry and Monopoly and us beating each other over the head. So uh, bo- this is less to the uh, uh, um, the judges because, hey, I just talked about five and I didn't talk about a single co-op, did I? Because most of the time, co-ops are at the um, mid-weight and occasionally at the heavyweight, but very rarely low. You got uh, kids co-op games, but gateways, I don't understand why. So good luck, Dorfromantic. Uh, you're my pick. Uh, although, again, I have not played any of the three. But what did the guys say? Uh, Ruel uh, chose Mantis, a game I do not know because I because uh, the description on Board Game Geek says that it's incredibly cutthroat. And again, that's fine, but I'm kind of hoping Dorf Romantic wins because I want more gateways where people work together instead of try to rip each other apart. And um, Chris, five for five, man. I disagree one more time. Flamecraft is wonderful, and I think it should totally be a Kenner Spiel nominee. But again, I think it would totally fail the Potemkin test um, because poor Mandy would just you know uh, fold in on himself as those shops get more and more complex with more and more dragons on them. I think it's great, but uh, but what do I think should have won? A game that probably very few people have heard of, and that's a real shame. It's One Ironauts. Um, which, here's the deal. Uh, oh wait! Hey! I came through! I came up with a cooperative one! I totally forgot! Yes, this is a co-op game, and it's one of the things that makes it so special. Dixit already won the Spiel des Jahres years ago, but you know how I feel about that? Three-player minimum game, and really, you need four or five for it to be good. Hey, how about for the couples? How about for the smaller families? Oneironauts is a miracle, because it has that same core idea of looking at beautiful, surreal art and trying to find meaning and references in it, but it is cooperative instead of competitive, and it works well for two. That is the rarest thing you are ever likely to see. This is a game I will never get rid of. I might as well get rid of Dixit, though, because I don't need it. And I don't need just one. And I don't need all these other you know big group party games where... Um, although, no, just one is a good co-op. Wait a minute. What am I talking about? Just one is a co-op. I take back everything bad I said about just one earlier. Um, sorry, I'm starting to lose it, folks. But One Ironauts... Oh, man. I, th- I think this deserves more attention. I think it's unfortunately, like my first entry, R.I.L., has a very, very difficult to spell and easy to forget name that probably makes it hard for people to find the information about this game. But if you like those kind of Dixit experiences, but you want something that'll play well with two, or something where you are all working towards a common goal, might I suggest uh, what I think should win the uh, Spiel des Jahres for 2023 on Ironauts. Uh, or one Ironauts. I don't even know how to pronounce a thing. But anyway, that's it, folks. Guys, uh, let's wrap it up. Yeah, one Ironauts. I'd never heard of that game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But Dixit, co-op Dixit, that seems fun. Like, the the yeah. pictures seem fun. You know, this is how you be a supportive uh, supportive friend 
Richard, I don't know if you can take notes, but uh, <laughs> that's that's this is how you do it. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, totally, totally looks looks like fun. I know, honestly, I was between Flamecraft and Acropolis. I think Acropolis should. Oh, Acropolis, Acropolis was yeah. like was yeah. was it was neck and neck, and Acropolis, you know, is a bit is a bit simpler, although probably still probably still too complex. For, yeah. For 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 Richard, I'll put Uno next time. Okay, I'll put Uno crazy eights and do, a little go and fish. Yeah, there two. you go. Yeah, yeah. So um, there you go, friends. Those are our yeah. choices for the Spiel des Jahres over the last five years. We'd love to hear what you think as well. So please hit those in the comments below. Let us know what you yeah. think should have won. And um, uh, Chris, anything to uh, before we wrap things up here? You want to have the final say as far as you know? You went over five, my friend, <laughs> with Richard. I went over five uh, for Richard's opinion. I went five yeah. for five in the Chris George opinion. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think drop in the comments whose list of five you like the best, and there you uh, go. I think we're gonna see a whole bunch of room and board uh, <laughs> thumbs up in the comments. Uh, no, this yeah. is this was really fun. It's cool looking at games in this sort of lens, and and, and also thinking because I find we we often go so far towards the complexity, and and you kind of do see it honestly reflected yeah. in in Flamecraft for my picks, right? Yeah, and and we forget uh we forget kind of the stages that got us into gaming as well and i think the spiel is um is really trying to to make sure that if their their logos on anything it's like you can you can pick it up you you can apply it to families and you can have a good time with it and i think that's that's a cool aspect of it yeah. of it uh and it's a cool mandate of it as well so agree i like that yeah. and i like the list and i like you ruel most of all <laughs> Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. And you know what I like? I like perk coffee. And on that note, we're going to take on off out of here, folks. Thanks again for watching. Be sure to use the code RRT15 at checkout at perkcoffee.rado.com. And uh, we'll see you next time here on the r, &R Show. Bye. <laughs>